Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I imagine a day in the future when all the, when all the climate impacts of travel are accounted for already. Imagine if that's, like we're with training wheels right now, you know, mm-hmm. and like adding on carbon removal. In the future, it could be that just, any flight you take, any hotel you stay in, any travel product you buy, what if those companies are also already removing CO2? Mm-hmm. Then then we've gotten to tomorrow's air. We've created yes. the world we want to live in. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jump Podcast. Today, I have some news for you, and I I realize that maybe some of you haven't listened to this show before, so welcome to the Jump Podcast family. We're about to have a wee family meeting real quick. And then we'll get into the world-changing content that we have for you today. And that is not an overstatement. (laughs) Um, I have been working very hard behind the scenes on something very special, and I can't wait any longer to share it with you, especially because it is now live. So I'm starting right away with it. So can we get a drum roll, please, Hayden? Today, I'm officially launching jump adventures into the world with a new logo and a brand new shiny website. Um, It is super hard to debut this on audio because you can't see anything right now, but get out your phone or your tablet or whatever your screen is and go to jumpadventures.com and you'll get to see what I'm talking about. Um, The link is in the show notes as well, but this is our new website. And for the sake of clarity... Jump Adventures is the brand that I'm building where all of my group experiences, which in person and online, uh, will live, including the podcast. It is what I was referring to as Jump Experiences for a little while. But you know when something just feels off? Well, that name was just off. And so Jump Adventures feels just right. That's what it is. And it has the right amount of potential as we continue to grow. So Last year, I made some changes to officially create the brand. And now Jump Adventures has a super fun, beautiful logo and a real home online at jumpadventures.com, which has been redirecting to my personal site, Traveling Jackie, for a long time, like five years now. And <laughs> So that is where you will find all of my group trips that I talk about. That is where Jumpstart a virtual program now lives. And also fun news, Jumpstart is now offered as a self-guided experience. So you can start anytime. Um, So you can check that out too, if you're interested. And eventually Jump Adventures is where Jump Podcast will live as well. Um, Right now, we're still having to add some content, of course. Having a website is like a never-ending process. But That is our new home, jumpadventures.com. And it is ready for you to go take a look. I'm so very excited for this move because everything that I just listed to you has lived on Traveling Jackie for all these years. And that's fine. But I'm now officially getting to separate Jump Adventures from travelingjackie.com, which means I kind of get to take Traveling Jackie back as my personal brand and blogging space um, and my home online, which I also have big plans for in the future and which also is actually getting a redesign and we're about to launch that one like really soon as well. (laughs) So I've been very, very busy. Um, So when you go to jumpadventures.com, two things to check out. First, um, check out the shop page because guess what? (laughs) We're getting trucker hats in a beautiful teal, which I'm obsessed with, uh, with our logo on it. And those are available for order now. Um, it's such as fun. And second, there is a, a post on there that explains more about the name and the story behind it. 
I know that when I changed the name of the podcast, I kind of explained to you guys what jump meant to me. Um, but I have sort of recreated that into a blog post with a little bit more information around the group trips and how all of this has evolved, which has been really cool. And I know that a lot of you out there listening have been listening for quite a long time. And um, I super appreciate your support. I know you have watched me as a personal brand um, grow into all of this, the podcast, the other blogs, the group trips, just all of it. And so um, this feels like a really big move for me. What it, what it really feels like is I've spent all these years mixing up like the the delicious cocktail. And now I'm putting like the umbrella in the drink. You know, it's like, it's making it look good. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So go check out jumpadventures.com. While you're there, subscribe to stay in the loop for all things going on. Because um, if you're not there yet, uh, that will keep you front in line, first in line for um, all things Jump Adventures. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I will probably share something on Instagram about it too. So you can find me there at Traveling Jackie. And let me know what you think. I very much appreciate your support. There is another article that you'll see when you go to jumpadventures.com about a company called Tomorrow's Air, which is a traveler collective that removes carbon dioxide permanently from the atmosphere using direct air capture and stores it underground. And this leads us to our next bit of news. Jump Adventures is super proud to announce that we are partnering with Tomorrow's Air, which means that your participation in any of our jump adventures contributes to our commitment to removing at least 600 kilograms of carbon per year with permanent storage. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are here to talk more about today. I have a very special guest on the show today. Christina Beckman is the co-founder of Tomorrow's Air, and she is joining us to tackle a really big subject, climate action and carbon removal in a way that hopefully all of us can understand so that we'll know that even we, right where we are in our small corner of the world, can make a big difference when we act together. So we're going to talk about the problem of too much carbon in the atmosphere, what that means, how travelers are involved, what needs to be done to remove it, and best of all, how each and every one of us can do something about it today. Today's episode is sponsored by Gooder Sunglasses, and we're going to tag our friend Kristen to take us into her Gooder world today. Hi, I'm Kristen Muir. Uh, let's see, favorite Gooders have got to be making Keith's Midnight Ramble. I absolutely love the blue lenses and that this company just doesn't take anything too seriously. They are too fun. Um, I've been an avid runner for over a decade. Sadly, I only discovered these sunglasses about three years ago. Wish I'd had them the entire time. They are the only sunglasses that haven't fallen down my face in the middle of a half marathon. They're the best. I absolutely love them. Thank you, Kristen, for that. She is not kidding. These sunglasses do not slide down your face. It's truly amazing and makes a huge difference during physical activity. So if you have not checked out Gooders yet, go to gooder.com. And don't forget that you can save 15% on your entire order if you use code JUMP15 at checkout. Here's to all the funky fashion and fun and functionality that Gooder celebrates with every pair of sunglasses. This episode is also sponsored by Oboe's Footwear. Their Sipes hiking shoe was one of Outside Magazine's best hiking shoes of 2021 and rated best for sustainability as it uses recycled quick-drying materials in the laces and webbing and algae in the insole. Outside says, on the trail, it's comfortably stable and protective without unnecessary clunk or bulk. Perfect for long days on rugged terrain. Oboe's boots are comfortable out of the box capable on a wide variety of terrain and rugged enough to put up with years of hard abuse. And don't forget, they plant a tree for every pair sold. Check out obosfootwear.com. That's O-B-O-Z. It stands for Outside Plus Bozeman. Obos. Obosfootwear.com. And take a win for your feet and the environment. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors and our show. And without further ado, let's get Christina on the line. Christina, it's so nice to have you on the show. Welcome to Jump Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Jackie. Thank you so much. It's a delight to be here. Um, I've been looking forward to this 
for lots of reasons. One, because you are have been uh, an acquaintance and friend of mine for a long time and um, kind of almost a mentor in my adventure travel industry space. Um, we got to share an adventure in Jordan four yes. years ago now. Can you yes. believe that was four years ago? Jackie, I was thinking <sighs> about that too. I was like, how crazy that that's where... And I remember walking down that walking down a steep hill with you and just sharing our life stories a little bit that were not totally dissimilar in that you sort of mm-hmm. shifted from one, you know, one personal reality into another one and all the things that kind of open up when you, when you just say yes. Mm-hmm. And people who land in your path alongside you at the right time yeah, yeah. so that you can come yeah. together four years later to talk about something big, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, so part of the reason I've already told my listeners that you are the co-founder of a company called Tomorrow's Air, and we're going to get into what that is all about, how that got started and what that means and all of that. Um, but the reason that... I wanted to bring you on and actually dive into this is because this subject, meaning climate, climate, mm-hmm. we can just say that is so overwhelming. It's so mm-hmm. overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different ways to get involved and mm-hmm. so many different things that, that mm-hmm. big collectives can do down to the individual. But sometimes it's so overwhelming that people don't do anything. And I'm quote, and putting it in quotes, they don't do anything because mm-hmm. they don't even know what to do. They don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I love about Tomorrow's Air is that it's there's something actionable that is such low hanging fruit for everybody to be able to say, "Hey, at least I can start doing this," you know. Right. And so I really like that about Tomorrow's Air because with all of the options, and actually, you can we'll probably bring up this um, the ten the road to ten gigatons that you're just talking about. Yes. Um, you can bring up that in a little bit too because. It basically explains that there's all these different ways you can approach mm-hmm. the climate issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like we can't do all of them, right? It just feels like that as one person, like how powerful really are you? And mm-hmm. I have found that in the midst of chaos, <laughs> if I can pick one thing that I feel really passionate and good about where I can mm-hmm. make a change, it's mm-hmm. a start, you know, mm-hmm. and I can stand on that and move forward with that. And mm-hmm. the thing that I have chosen um, with Jump Adventures is to pledge to Tomorrow's Air because it's something that feels very accessible to me that's going to make a big change. And it's something that I can do. And mm-hmm. now I can share that with other people and encourage other people to learn about it as well and see yeah. if they can make a difference. Yeah. And so that thank you well. so much. <laughs> I, I hope so. Um, so yeah, that was the the big news for the podcast and for Jump Adventures right now is that we are pledging to um, become one of the one of the members for tomorrow's air. And yeah, um, yeah and I'm really excited about that. And so I kind of wanted to kick off that relationship with this conversation um, where we can just share. And just yes. educate because that's what we're here to do. So um, I would love to turn the mic over to you. <laughs> so first, <laughs> um, can you tell everybody just kind of a little bit about who you are and then how you got started with this? What happened? What happened? Like, where did Tomorrow's Air come into your life? What happened? So um, I'm Christina Beckman. I am the co-founder of Tomorrow's Air along with Nim DeSwart, my uh, Aussie counterpart. Um, we, she and I met in Antarctica. The way I came into this though, actually starts, and I won't talk for an hour on this, but starts with my background in sustainable travel and working for many years with national governments and with companies on developing nature and adventure tourism that benefits local communities and that supports natural areas and really learning in nearly 20 years, all the different facets of that and all the ways that travel can be such a force for good and feeling so committed and so on the right side of history with like, I've always felt very proud of decisions I made earlier in my life where I left a career that wasn't so fulfilling, but took those skills into something that was fulfilling. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like aligned. And then when we got to Antarctica, it was like, so first of all, this expedition, I was very lucky to be there. Um, it was a very intentional collection of people um, put together by 
Robert Swan, who was the first, he, he says the first guy stupid enough to walk to the North and South Poles. And he's become an incredible um, activist for climate and particularly Antarctica. And he started a foundation called the 2041 Foundation, which is when the Antarctic Treaty expires. I should also uh, mention Jeff Finaldi and his company, The Explorer's Passage. So I'm on this expedition. It's got climate scientists. It has artists. It has grassroots sort of conservation activists from around the world. The whole purpose of this thing is to is to do what it did for me, actually, which is mm-hmm. give people new information, have you experience firsthand global warming in a way that is like totally unforgettable. The, you know, to to have a lecture in the morning about climate science and global warming and the Paris Treaty and the energy transition. And then in the afternoon to put on seven layers of clothes and go out into a Zodiac through the brash ice with the whales and this endless horizon and these walls of ice. It's just, it just is like you, it's so overwhelming. And so it ended up being sort of like, and we also did work in small groups, (laughs) you know, we'd have like a question to work on and think about, and then your groups had to make presentations. So it was like this, you know, adventure travel experience, business school, climate camp. I don't know. I don't know. The, the idea though. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is that you, uh, that you don't just go there and say, oh, I went to Antarctica and look at my incredible pictures, but that you do something with that experience. And so everybody goes back theoretically into their own walks of life and implements what, what they learned in some way. And I had this moment there and I also had just this, you know, amazing connection with NIM. Um, and it the the thing that sort of triggered for me was travel, two things simultaneously. One was travel is contributing to the downfall here. And we, it was such a contradiction because we as travelers and the kinds of travel that you do and, you know, all the kind of adventure community does, we consider ourselves such stewards of the land And there's so many things that we're doing to be stewards of the land. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, how can I sleep at night? Now I'm part of the problem. (laughs) Like, is travel part of the problem? Oh no, travel is part of the problem. Then you sort of sit back from that. Like every aspect of our life is part of the problem. But I started thinking that from the vantage point within travel, we also have an incredible opportunity to, to awaken and activate people in ways that other industries might not because travel puts you in a place where you're connected with your passion and the reality for that place. You know, you, you being out of your routine, being in nature in that way, you just kind of are opened up in, in a emotionally opened up, I think. And then now here I was, I was like, okay, so I work at the Adventure Travel Trade Association. I'm part of a, an organization that has whatever it is, 33,000 members around the world, Mm -hmm. tour operators, tourism boards, media, like from, from this point within travel, we could actually start a movement. We could actually, we've been contributing to the problem, but we can be on the leading edge of fixing the problem. And so that was the sort of mental thing that happened in Antarctica that then, you know, Nim and I were sitting around the dining room table and we we came up with the name Tomorrow's Air. It was like, what is the future that you want? What do we need to do? I understood the problem better having been there. We have trillions of tons of CO2 stored in our atmosphere. We have to clean it up. You know, climate has been, carbon dioxide has been treated so much like a pollution problem. Like looking at how do we not put new emissions into the air, which is important totally important don't get me wrong but to the but to the exclusion of kind of the cleanup problem which is how do we we need to also clean up the stored co2 we need to give our environment a, a chance to restore itself and heal and so if we're only fixated on being carbon neutral which is a good goal mm-hmm. i'm not i'm like we need to do all the things yeah. now yeah. but that's the it's like 
the desire to be carbon neutral has led many people, businesses, and individuals to kind of focus on on carbon balancing, on using a calculator to be balanced, to stay neutral, which is really keeping you at the level we're at today, which is clearly not good because everything's on fire or in a drought or flooding, you know, these extreme, um, the disruption that we have from all this. So, so the thing, so I learned in Antarctica to be crisp. I learned that we have trillions of tons of stored CO2 in our atmosphere, that even if everything stopped today, it would take natural systems 900 years to process through the CO2 we have in our atmosphere. So we need dramatic and drastic action on all fronts. And that includes carbon removal technologies, which I didn't know about. And I then I started really reading, you know, the, the 2018 um, IPCC report talks about negative emissions technologies and sort of in the scientific community, negative emissions technologies, climate tech is something that's been on the radar, but it hadn't like really pierced our consciousness in mainstream travel. I certainly was like, I don't know. That's for people who are scientists. Like I got to wait for somebody smarter than me to figure that out. Um, But that's- just nailed that right there. (laughs) I think a lot of people are waiting for that. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you overcame it. <laughs> mm. I will tell you that I was reading an IPCC report in my bathtub and I suddenly was like, why is no one talking about this? And I just got, I overcame it through, I don't know, fury, passion, like panic. The combination of those things was like, okay, here we are at the Adventure Travel Trade Association with all these incredible people who we know drive, you know, great benefits in their local communities, accomplish so much. And I thought, this is the perfect place. If I can get the adventure travel community talking about this, we could get somewhere. So I overcame it, honestly, Jackie, also by by, uh, not being afraid to ask ask smart people dumb questions. And you'd be amazed at how willing smart people are to answer dumb questions. And especially when it comes to climate, because yeah. people who've been working in climate, climate scientists are dying for somebody to ask them a question, mm-hmm. you know? So I just, I learned a bunch of stuff. Another group um, that I cannot recommend highly enough is called Air Miners, A-I-R-M-I-N-E-R-S, airminers.org. It's the largest network of scientists, innovators, academics, students, um, working on carbon removal. And it's just a really, really incredible place to learn all about this kind of thing. And you can ask, you know, I had, I've had meetings with, with people, you know, I'm taking notes. And at the end, I find out like they're in between their freshman and sophomore year in college, Wow! but they immerse themselves and they've got like an incredible perspective. There's also an intergenerational component here. And NIM um, is, that's another important facet of her work is, is intergenerational partnerships. But I see that so much in climate because we really need to get out of our comfort zone. This is why this kind of thing is perfect for someone for adventure travel, Jackie, for you, for me, for people who follow you. It's like, these are people who already want to get out of their comfort zone and learning about climate tech is just if you if you just ask some questions and get in there, it's mm-hmm. so exhilarating. I feel like learning about carbon removal, <laughs> yeah. like a total nerd, but learning about that has made me optimistic, hopeful, excited. Like it's given me a whole new window into climate action that I didn't have before. I'll pause there. You know what? That's so amazing. Okay, because optimistic, hopeful, and excited are pretty much the antithesis of what I would think comes to mind when we think about climate, you know? And I mean, it pretty much is. However, to have found a way in that makes you feel that way is really Mm. cool. Um, I'm going to ask you this because I'm pretty sure probably most people listening um, aren't 
necessarily going to be super passionate about learning about the technology of carbon removal, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we still want to know how we can help, you know? And so how have you, so you've jumped in, you have jumped in with both feet to this. You have discovered, lit up this passion about it, which has brought you to where you are now, founder of Tomorrow's Air. Um, but tell us what carbon removal even is, because we need to back up a little bit and keep, you know, kind of focus on what is the purpose, because we know about carbon offsetting. A lot of people do not know about carbon sequestration. They do not Mm -hmm. know it exists. And so that's what you're doing. You're partnering with climate, um, Climeworks, Climeworks. right? Mm -hmm. To do that. So will you give us a quick rundown on what actually happens through Tomorrow's Air, through pledging with Tomorrow's Air? Yeah. Yes. So carbon removal at the, at the highest level, nature removes in quotes, carbon, plants, trees, ocean, all absorb CO2. Negative emissions technologies take CO2 from the atmosphere. They suck CO2 from the atmosphere and can permanently store it. And so there's a lot of language you know, a lot of times carbon removal is used as sort of a shorthand for negative emissions technologies. Okay. You know, the, I think, or climate tech. So there's a lot of language that confuses people also. What, of course. Yeah. What, what tomorrow's air. So the, the space where I saw the big gap was with a kind of technology called direct air capture. Direct air capture works in this way. So we suck air in through a big fan. These these modular um, carbon collectors are about the size of a small car. You it, it sucks air in ambient air. And another sort of fundamental thing to understand is we all share the same air. So whether you're sucking air into a direct air capture collector in Iceland or in Oman or wherever you're reducing the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere and that benefits everybody. Mm -hmm. So you suck it into the machine. There's a highly selective filter material within the machine. The carbon dioxide molecules adhere to that and everything else passes out. Once the filter is saturated, you close close the collector, turn up the temperature, and it releases this very pure CO2, which can then be mixed with other components to make synthetic fuel, for example, which is not what we're doing with tomorrow's air, or which is what we are doing with tomorrow's air, uh, pump it underground into basaltic rock formations where it mineralizes within two years. And so basalt, basaltic rock, which I also learned, is a very porous kind of rock. So this mixture of CO2 and water that's sort of fizzy, CO2 seltzer um, finds its way into all the little fissures in the stone. And, and you can look at it, you know, if you see a drill core, I don't know if you met the Climeworks folks at our summit in 2019, but they had a drill core with them and you can see the little white sparkles of crystallized CO2. Um, And so that, so also people then ask, well, are you generating more CO2 than you're storing to power the machine. And these are 90% efficient. Um, They are powered with geothermal energy and it's very safe. You know, this is a new, this is sort of, it's new, it's new to us, but it's been in operation for 10 years in Iceland. They've been, there's another company that's partnered in here that doesn't get mentioned so much, but they help with the mineralization. They're called Carb Fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, you can feel, we can say it's new, but it's not like somebody invented it yesterday and we're just testing around. Like it's, it's in production and that's it. And so now we see direct air capture as an important component in the portfolio of solutions along with forest conservation and ocean conservation and, yep. and all the other things. Um, mm-hmm. but we're going to need some technology. I, I read another, um, article that noted that of the 344 some scenarios for keeping our climate, restoring our climate that the international panel on climate change has done, like, I don't know, 60% of them include negative emissions technologies. I can get that exactly right. But, but the point is 
all the sciencey people yeah. <laughs> are talking about the tech, but nobody out here in the real world is kind of like thinking about it. And part of that is because it's expensive. And so it's sort of been like, well, we're going to have to wait for the government to do this or for investors to make it happen. We're going to have to hope that huge tech billionaires do the right thing, which, you know, Microsoft yeah. is investing in Climeworks. Shopify is investing in Climeworks, Excellent. Stripe. So, so a lot of the tech bros are doing the right thing. Um, but we also don't have to just sit on our hands and pray that they save us. That we people, can, yeah. We right, can that do people a with all the money. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's so where that, tomorrow's air comes that's in. That's where tomorrow's air comes in. Dun, 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 dun. We can we can contribute in increments. So individuals can contribute every month in increments of $10 or $28 or $75. And what we're doing is helping build demand and scale this. And I think that's the, that's the story here. It's like a Kickstarter for the, for climate. (laughs) Yes, it is. And somebody else mentioned that to me and I was like, I, you know, I haven't spent enough time on Kickstarter, but that's it. Um, It's it's, just a collective effort. Yeah. It's a collective. The other um, key thing about tomorrow's air that you are also part of Jackie is the traveler benefits. So we see ourselves as Um, seeding an ecosystem in which travelers who care about carbon removal and travel businesses who care about carbon removal are in the same sandbox reinforcing each other. So Mm -hmm. as a travel benefits provider, you can offer some savings or some early access or some special specialness Mm -hmm. to the Tomorrow's Air member community. And so there's an incentive for businesses to be in the community because they get to directly access customers who share their values. Mm -hmm. And there's an incentive on the customer side because they get kind of a short list of businesses who are also on the leading edge and doing what they can. And I think that that's where for me, I get super excited is bringing, we don't have any place where travelers and travel businesses are coming together on a singular mission like this. Mm-hmm. So that um, is kind of the bigger vision is like, yes, $10 a month and you're removing CO2 and you're supporting um, you're supporting this important cause. We'll all benefit from a stable climate. But you're also kind of seeding the future of what travel might be like. Like I imagine a day in the future when all the when all the climate impacts of travel are accounted for already, imagine if that's like, we're with training wheels right now, you know, Mm -hmm. like adding on carbon removal in the future. It could be that just any flight you take, any hotel you stay in, any travel product you buy, what if those companies are also already removing CO2? Mm -hmm. Then, then we've gotten to tomorrow's air. (laughs) We've created the world we want to live in. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love that we can all be, that we can all, we can all help. Um, we can all help. Yeah. So question for you that may be kind of simple, but if someone listening is like, oh, wow, this is only $10 a month. They might be wondering though, how much is $10 a month actually going to help? Like how much of a difference are they actually making? Because you know, when you check out on a flight, sometimes they say, um, you know, would you like to offset your carbon or whatever? It's like an option. You can pay something extra, um, which is a great, I mean, I don't, I haven't vetted it. I don't know who Mm -hmm. does that. Um, Mm -hmm. But if someone's wondering like how much does $10 a month actually help and how much does the next, you know, if somebody takes up one big international trip per year, is it, is it doing something? Is that enough, you know, or, or can they do like a one-time donation if they, if they take a big trip and just want to, you know, help? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like how does it, how much does it help? Yeah. Yes. It helps. It helps a lot. So two kind of facets to the story. Um, one is to think in terms of think in terms of all the stored carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Think of it like think of it like garbage on garbage day in front of your house. Now imagine your garbage never got collected, and all your garbage just kept piling up in front of your house, but inside your house you were only focused on 
not generating any more garbage. So inside your house, you're like, I can't generate any more garbage. I'm going to go zero waste. I'm going to make everything. I'm going to whatever. Wouldn't you still want to clean up the garbage on your front stoop? Mm -hmm. You would. And it might take you, I love watching these hoarder shows, right? It might take you a long time to clear out all that hoarded junk, but they do it. They pick it out. They pick it apart bit by bit by bit. And that's how you get the before and after picture, right? It's because Mm. they're picking it. They're picking away. Mm -hmm. And so that's, so this kind of scenario for $10 a month, you are cleaning up and storing 85 kilograms of carbon dioxide per year. So you're also the signaling power of what you're doing, the noise that, that we can make by becoming a large collective and a noisy one Mm -hmm. also helps inspire policymakers. It inspires the participants probably to vote differently, to sort of take action in a different way. So there's the, the impact is not just on the carbon removed, but also in starting this movement. Mm -hmm. And I would also say that with the carbon offsetting, the, you know, it's really put us in a mindset of, I calculated the emissions of this flight. There again, it's like new and future emissions. Mm-hmm. It's pollution, right? It's focusing on on this new and future emissions and ignoring the stored and past right. emissions. And so I think the best approach and what I do is I carbon offset because I also want to support forest conservation. You know, I, I work on forestry offsets when I offset and, and conventional offsets are you know, $19 a ton or $12 a ton. So if you think of a flight that emits two tons of CO2, you're adding whatever it is, Mm -hmm. say it's $30, that's really affordable. Carbon removal with permanent storage, direct air capture can be, uh, we have different price points through tomorrow's air, but that can be say just, you know, the, the going numbers that get thrown around there are 600 to $800 a ton. So if you were going to try and Mm. the average person is going to try and uh, remove all the CO2 from their flight today, they're going to be adding thousands of dollars to their flight. And so nobody does it. And that's the problem because it's expensive. Nobody does it. And because nobody does it, we don't build demand and the price never comes down. It doesn't get more efficient. You know, there's a, a proven thing with technologies called the learning rate, which says that for every incremental deployment of a technology, the cost comes down and the efficiency improves. And this has been proven with solar. They, You've seen it in health technologies, DNA sequencing, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the climate tech is on that same kind of curve. Um but we have to start, we yes. have to start someplace. So that's why that's why $10 a month or like what you're doing as a champion number is, is totally meaningful. Mm-hmm. Having these conversations, getting people switched on to like, oh, there's a way that as an individual, I could be part of helping restore our climate and supporting technology as a way to do that, that is super valuable. The but it is hard to kind of separate in your mind yeah. this. Everybody's so programmed on offsetting in the typical way. Um, we are offering like there's no carbon calculator on our website. It's just a flat fee because every step, any step we're taking right now is helping. And the more, the more, the more, the more. You know, um, as we build, it gets stronger and stronger. Yeah. I I love how you answered that. Oh good. Because it was a hard <laughs> it was a hard question really and um you really drove it home that even if you take one grocery bag worth of trash off of the giant garbage pile. Mm-hmm. If we all do that, we're mm-hmm. all making a huge dent in that. And so yeah. that's why it matters. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So, it's yeah, no, hard thank to you. Talk about. It is hard, but you know what? We can, like, we've got it, like you said, we've got to start somewhere. And um, 
like you said before we actually started recording, you said, tra- you said travel can be a force for good. You said technology in hand is compatible with nature, not in mm-hmm. opposition, which mm-hmm. I love. And mm-hmm. if we just start educating ourselves around mm-hmm. this, which is what we're trying to do here, trying mm-hmm. to use our voices, right? Trying mm-hmm. to spread the word, then we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important. So yeah, trees yeah. and tech together. Um, the yeah. You know, I have conversations sometimes when people hear that Tomorrow's Air has direct air capture at its core and we will in time add other um, climate tech solutions in here. Um, so we're starting with direct air capture and, but you know, there'll be other, other solutions alongside that. But some people will hear the tech side and kind of go, uh, trees are the best technology. Mm-hmm. Like why? And then, the, and then it gets worse, you know, because they hear that I live in San Francisco and that my, sort of, I have a lot of friends working in tech and they're like, oh, you're one of those Silicon Valley, like people who thinks that tech saves the world. I, but they go together. And why wouldn't we use, why wouldn't we use all the tools available to us at this stage? We don't have the option to not use all the solutions available to us. So here's a little statistic. One tree can absorb and store 25 kilograms of carbon dioxide. Direct air capture carbon collectors can pull 50 tons of CO2 out of the atmosphere per year. So why wouldn't we want to do all of these things? You know, I yeah. think that's the, that's really the, and it is asking an individual person to, <laughs> you know, to do more, right. To sort of, to do more than just one thing. It's much easier for us to think like, if I can only do one thing, I'm going to do this one thing, but actually, you know, we have to start thinking about if we can only do two things or three things, you know, we have to try to be zero waste. <laughs> we have to try and recycle. We have to support forest conservation. And we also can help, you know, add into the portfolio of things you're doing at home, a little bit of climate tech, a little tomorrow's air yeah. alongside. And that is kind of back to my point of you have to start somewhere. We all have to figure out where we're starting if we haven't yet, you mm-hmm. know? And so once you get one on your belt, then maybe you can Mm -hmm. decide what's going to mean something to you to move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Where Mm -hmm. are you going to find the next passion to commit to whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Um, And I mentioned at the beginning, the the tool that you mentioned, the 10 gigaton thing. Let's just briefly share that with people so that they can see um, Uh what you meant about all the different uh, ways to get involved and how we need all of them. Yeah, so this... Um, once again, through Air Miners, this incredible font of cool people with bright ideas. Um, the road to 10 gigatons, road to 10 gigatons.com, spell uh, the word 10 is numerals. This is a carbon removal scale up challenge. And you can use these sliders. So you can test out the impact of different solutions in combination with each other. So forests, direct air capture, BEX, soil, blue carbon, enhanced weathering. All of these enhanced weathering is another really interesting technology. I will not elaborate all these technologies, (laughs) Um, but as you can see, it includes nature and tech in this, in this tool. Mm -hmm. And you can see that as you, if you just choose one, like if you just scale forests all the way to the top and say, I'm going to remove all the CO2 with forests, you realize trees. Yeah. Too much land usage, food prices, skyrocket, food scarcity is a major worldwide problem. Some trees involved become invasive species. Wildfires can, we already live in a warmed world. So once trees burn, they release that carbon. You know, the California wildfires right now are not just, we're not just sobbing over the loss of these beautiful spaces, but it's also 
pouring more CO2 that the trees had stored back into the atmosphere. So, you know, the point with this is not that forests aren't sensational, it's that they're not a solo solution. Exactly. None of these things are solo solutions. And the, you know, even if I'm not super tech, like you might go on this road to 10 gigatons and see the word exajoules and just panic. But don't. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> don't panic. Just play a little bit with the sliders yeah. and check it yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's the um, kind of the point that these guys are making is like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a combination of things working together. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put those, um, all of the links we've mentioned today, I'm going to put everything into the show notes. Um, so if somebody wants to pledge to Tomorrow's Air, where should they go? What do they do? They should go to tomorrowsair.com and under the ACT drop-down menu, click on Purchase Carbon Removal Travelers. And, you know, if you want to learn a bunch of stuff, you can also noodle around on our website. We have Carbon Removal 101. We have a blog. We've got a whole section on how to be a climate clever traveler with really basic accessible kind of recommendations for choosing lodging, selecting your transportation, flying. I also have a podcast. It's not as entertaining as this one, Jack, but <laughs> there's some there's some really fun people who have spoken on my podcast. I'm thinking of um, Matt Eggers, for example, who um, is a investor in clean tech. And just great perspective on the whole on the whole space there. But I hope that people will um, sign up for our newsletter and subscribe. You know, it's two coffees a month. Be lead the change, right? Yeah, yeah, and become a voice box for something that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I like that. Become a voice box. I'm going to copy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this has been very educational, very helpful, I hope. <laughs> and I want to uh, challenge everybody listening with the with what you said at the very beginning when you went to Antarctica and had your climate camp with all of those really smart people and got to learn so much. Your challenge was to go back into your own walk of life and implement what you learned in some way. And... Um, I'm hoping that we can do that today after even just a 45 or so 30 minute podcast episode. It's, it's a start, right? So the, there's even hoping. science, science that says when people take steps, as you build confidence, you get more empowered. You know, it really is. It's been like the most empowering thing for me to learn about this and meet mm-hmm. new people. And it does, it does build one thing builds on another. So mm-hmm. momentum. You know, I think the first, yeah, the first steps. And I'm sure you see that with your travelers, Jackie, on these trips that you do, right? Like oh yeah. People who it it become completely animated by what they experience on a trip. Like on the one hand, it's just a trip. On the other hand, it's like a turning point. It's so oh, mm-hmm. it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I um I I want to share one little quote that I just I recently heard this and it's just it keeps coming to mind because it is, because it is so relevant in all the ways but it is action is the antidote to despair. Yes. And yes. Yeah. It's so yes. true. And yes. I love this is the thing. I freaking love what Tomorrow's Air is doing because of the fact that it's collective and it's mm-hmm. so easy to take an mm-hmm. action and to mm-hmm. start moving in the right direction. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm very um, excited to be partnering with you guys and to be um, getting on board. And I hope that my listeners have enjoyed this and will um, maybe follow follow along and do it too, <laughs> because it's going to take all of us to remove the trash pile, right? That's it is. It. Yeah, it is. Jackie, thank you so much. You are a total inspiration and um, it's super fun to connect like this. We will have to see each other soon in a in a close or distant land. Oh. I we just missed so. each other in Montana. <laughs> I know. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christina. And if somebody wants to um, learn more, like, are you, will you be willing to share your, are you on anywhere that you want to share? 
Oh, yeah. Or well, like if somebody I wants to am, contact you or are you, are you, yeah, closed? <laughs> I'm, are you closed no, for business? <laughs> I'm open for business. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is tomorrow's air underscore. And we, I have Esther, Esther Pap, artist for air and also extreme um, teammate here. We answer all those. We also have on the website, a talk to us um, button. I'm on Instagram at XTBKSF like Christina San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also email me, Christina at tomorrowsair.com. I'm super happy for any and all questions okay. that come on whatever channel because love it. yeah, that's what we need to do is I, I really love hearing what, what people are thinking. That's the only way we can start to build more bridges is yes. to answer people's questions. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you for being here to answer mine today. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Jackie. All Have right. A good we'll weekend. connect with you soon. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I truly hope that that was digestible for you and that you learned something. I know I did. <laughs> I hope that those of you who feel inspired to do so will join us in actively removing carbon from the atmosphere and becoming a voice box for this cause. Um, please feel free to share this episode to help spread the word. And thanks again to Christina for giving us her time today for such an important subject. Again, you can find all the links that we mentioned, as always, in the show notes. Uh, Check out tomorrowsair.com to learn more about everything. And once again, the big news for Jump today, we are live with our new site, jumpadventures.com. So drop on by, check it out. It's just the foundation for now, the foundation for a new castle that I assure you I will build. And you know me, (laughs) you know, I will. Um, You know, I didn't even mention yet another piece of exciting news. If you've been listening for a while, you remember that once upon a time in 2019, I went to Patagonia with Osprey Pax to create a film. Well, That film, Chiloé, was selected for official screening at another film fest, this time right here in my very own backyard at the Bozeman International Film Festival. And it won Best Documentary Short. Yeah. As a podcaster and writer, I never imagined that my first professional award would be as a filmmaker, but here we are. (laughs) So this has been quite a big week for me. Um, I'm so happy to share that news, all of this news with you. If you haven't seen the film yet and want to, you can find it at travelingjackie.com slash Osprey. It's part my story, part the story of the people on the island of Chiloé in a remote corner of Patagonia and part sustainable travel. I'd love to share that with you if you have 16 minutes that you want to fill. So again, you can find that at travelingjackie.com slash Osprey. Oh, thank you for being here on this crazy journey with me. I appreciate you. And I will stop talking now. Thanks so much for listening. Safe travels, everybody. I will catch you guys soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.